Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this evening we have a star poet, writer, astrologer, and psychic medium on our show. And she's taking the social media world by storm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, Patreon. Please welcome the one, the only, and the mesmerizing Sarah Herring. (laughs) Hello, hello, (laughs) out in Utah. Hey. Thank you so much. Oh, hey. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, girly. You have really surprised me with some of the stuff that you have been showing on your platforms, and I, I have to bring you to the spotlight for just a moment, okay? So don't be afraid. It's not going to hurt. Just embrace the light, the limelight, as I call it, <laughs> and enjoy the ride, okay? All right. All right. Okay, so I got to get into into the first question. Who or what inspired you to write poetry? Well, she's not um, mainstream anymore. The highlight of her career was in the 80s and the 90s. Um, But her name is Twyla Paris, and she's um, a contemporary Christian music artist. She's, like, you know, still on Apple Music and Spotify and all of those major platforms that you stream music on. But um, she's kind of an older hymnist. That's the best, um, that's probably the best word for her. And I was trying to copy one of my favorite songs by her, and I wrote my first poem about a bride. And that is how I started writing poetry. It was not a good poem, but it was a poem. (laughs) And one thing I learned about poetry, sweetheart, the first one is never really good. However, um, Um, uh, when it comes down to poetry, poems are never finished. (laughs) No, oh, yeah, absolutely not. I usually have to find a stopping point in one of my poems and then... Usually I have to have a part two, a part three, a part four. Mine go on forever. <laughs> oh, that's I embrace uh, the end. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been writing poetry since I was nine years old. I'm now 29, so that is 20 years now. I can't believe I've reached that milestone. And um, my... Poetry history goes from trying to write lyrics and things like that for songs and stuff, and I tried to do that mostly when I was a preteen and a teenager in high school. And then I started adding more to my work and making it more of a story. And now my work is basically an in-depth, very detailed story that rhymes and Stands anywhere from two to ten pages sometimes. I know that feeling. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you thought? I, w- I did want to throw this question in here. Have you ever thought of, of uh, publishing a compilation of your pieces, or do you uh, mainly focus on just putting it out on social media? Um. 
I want to publish a compilation, but I have to get with somebody who I've known for a while. I'll actually shout him out on here. His name is Patrick Daniel Reed, and he owns and operates Rising Stars Poetry, or I'm sorry, Rising Stars Publishing. And it's mainly a poetry publication, um, or mainly a poetry publishing company because he could never find anywhere to publish his poetry, you know, his style of work is very similar to mine. And I helped him name it, um, which was an honor to do. And um, he wants to publish me. I just, I moved, he moved. <laughs> it hasn't come together yet. But I definitely am interested in doing that. I've been published a couple of times. Um, the second and third time were kind of a scam, and I didn't realize that. Um, it was back in 2015, 2016, didn't realize that at the time. No big deal. I'm back in the poetry world again, and I'm going to be back in the publishing world again. Mm, that's awesome. I look forward to seeing that. I'm going to give you some tips for the show uh, to to help you get that going. Um, another thing is that I've noticed, you've been called the uh, poetry princess, and you've had that for about eight years. What's the history behind that? Well, my first name is Sarah. I don't go by that on anything but Facebook. I go by Brittany on most of my social media platforms or B. It was a na- it was a nickname that one of my friends came up with for me and I used it as a um stage name. Um but my first name uh, for everyone who knows me on Facebook is Sarah, and Sarah means princess. And I thought about just basically putting the two words together, yeah. And um, I thought about princess poetry and, you know, a couple of other names I don't really remember right off the top of my head, but um, basically princess poetry is what stuck. And I, my mom loved the name, and my family and friends, who cared about it. <laughs> they loved the name. They thought it was very catchy. So, yeah, I basically named it after myself, in a way, because of what my name means. Oh, fabulous. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there someone who convinced you your writing is brilliant? If so, who was it? There have been a few people who convinced me that my writing is brilliant. Um one of them, his name is Joe, and he's one of my very close friends, and I've let him read some of my deeper stuff that I have published on Patreon, but I don't have it for free because it's deep and some of it's dark, and my sister said it was a bit disturbing to her, but some people aren't into that, you know, and then there are some people where it hits them right in their gut, and they're like, holy crap, how did you write that? And he's one of them. And um, I have another um, friend, her name is Jordana um, Calnova. She's actually an up-and-coming musician, and um, she has read bits and pieces of my work. She hasn't had time to read it because some of my stuff takes a couple of hours to read. Um, <laughs> it is literally a book. 
Um, right. It is, they're little mini books. They're mini pieces of poetry, and it's like having, you know, a mini ebook for each topic um, without it having chapters. It's just one long story. It's, you know, divided into different parts, of course, you know, different paragraphs. It's not one long line of writing, but anyway. So, and Jordana, Joe, I'm trying to think of who else. I can't really think of any other names right off the top of my head right now, but, um, oh yeah, Tommy, and just a few others who I have actually read for have read my poetry, and they're just blown away, and I've had a few scam artists try to get me to sell my work, and I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, this is way too good for that. It's, it's um, I like to go back sometimes and read what I've written, and it blows me away that I'm capable of writing like that. Like, that comes from a higher place, you know? And it's um, it's a beautiful um, form of entertainment, and it's a beautiful form of expression. And you know, I didn't write like this overnight. It's taken me 20 years to write like I do now, <laughs> and it's breathtaking to me to see what I've cultured over the last 20 years into what I can produce into what I can produce now. Okay. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. What are your four, I wanted to ask you, what are your four favorite topics? <laughs> um, that's kind of a tough your, one. Um, to, battle, <laughs> to battle all of them out. <laughs> Um, astrology would be my number one, um, my four favorite topics. Astrology, um, mysticism. Um, I, I'm a writer. I like writing inspiring things. Um, I'm, I'm into what astrologers and psychic mediums have to say. So basically pretty much anything that has to do with astrology, um, and mysticism is, you know, associated with it, but it's kind of a separate thing. So that would be number two. Number three, I love music. Don't know why I didn't mm-hmm. think of that. <laughs> I absolutely love my music. I have to have my music. <laughs> um, and number number four is um, I like shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I think all girls love that. <laughs> Which yes. I think is Totally. All right. So, next question: um, What personal experiences have you dealt with uh, that keep you writing? The birth of my son and the abandonment of him through his father and his father's family and his total negligence of my emotions as a woman and as a mother and someone who was going to be his wife at one point in time. Um, Mm -hmm. 
my experiences with various people that I dated that really had me deceived because I wasn't in the best frame of mind as a new mother. My postpartum depression basically lasted for 10 years. And sometimes a mother's postpartum depression lasts longer than that. Sometimes she never gets over her postpartum depression. And there are many mothers that don't make it due to postpartum depression. It's actually something that um, it needs to be trending. It's a topic that more people need to talk about and focus on because it's not it's not mainstream enough. Too much of it is happening for it to be mainstream. And... Um, uh, that brings me to me having suicidal thoughts for many, many years. And, you know, I didn't have very many friends who, I, I never had any very many friends in high school to begin with. But after I had a baby and the town basically agreed with my son's father that I was a traitor or whatever you want to call it, um, I basically didn't have anybody to turn to except my family, and after a while, you get sick of each other, and your problems become their problems, and their problems become your problems, and it's just, it, it turns into, it turns into a disaster, and it's heartbreaking, and a lot of my really good work has come from the depth of me being so heartbroken that I didn't know how else to express it, and I have old I have old notebooks, you know, before we had smartphones because I did grow up in the '90s, and you know I was born in the early '90s, and um, I have old notebooks and stuff, and I have old files and stuff filled with um, pieces of poetry that are just difficult to read, difficult to absorb, like, wow, how could somebody who came from her background and her home and, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, how could I have made so many bad choices? And, you know, why didn't I do certain things to turn them around that other people would have done? And I could never explain it until my later 20s when I was diagnosed with mental health disorders. And mm. it all makes sense now to me and to those people. But that's where the heart of my poetry came from, the never understanding myself and never um, never understanding why people didn't want to understand me. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I'm a very deep person, and somebody told me a long time ago that I'm very intimidating, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I, awesome. I'm, but, but, thank you. I laugh. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that you are a survivor, and I'm very happy that you've um, you've come to this point, and you've come to GPR, and you're sharing your story. So, I mean, to be that open, vulnerable, and um, to show that kind of compassion, I think it takes a lot of guts and a lot of strength. So I'm very, very proud of you for overcoming that, and especially getting to this point. Very big deal. Very, very smooth. Thank transition. you. You're welcome. Thank you very so, much. I, I, I used to do hold on. I used to do Facebook Live for like two, three hours at a time when I had a different Facebook a few years ago. I don't do them anymore, and I should, but I'm pretty used to being on live. 
whether I'm facing the camera or not. So this is pretty fun for me, actually. I'm glad that it is. We've got a little bit more to go. <laughs> so you are also an Yikes. astrologer. and Yes, I, w- I wanted to get to this question. This is a really amazing question. Um, you, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. An, yes, you are an astrologer and you're a medium and a psychic. What is your most intense experience that you've had in these influences? Well, when I was nine years old, I started seeing, um, actually about six years old, I started seeing apparitions of my dad's deceased mom. She died before I was born. And um, I would see her at night, and her face became clearer to me over the years until it almost looked like she was an angel shining her light in my room at night. And it wasn't every single night, but it was enough to get my attention. And I would tell him about it the next day, and he would say, well, it sounds like you're seeing my mom. And, oh. he I mean, he believes, he believes in the mystical and in the mythological and in psychics and mediums and the ability to tell the future and the ability, the ability to predict future and future events based on astrology. And, um, and that's part of where my gift comes from. Him and my mother both have um, very mystical backgrounds and very, um, I'm very disappointed that they weren't able to pursue that as a career because they're both excellent teachers when it comes to that. Um, I, I had not only that experience, but... Um, Sorry, trying to bring myself back to that question here. Um, I had that experience along with quite a few experiences when I was a preteen that I basically just ignored. Like I would wake up and my head would be racing. It's called racing thoughts. And it's when, it's when um, a higher power or a higher frequency is trying to open your mind to give you information. And I was just too young at the time to understand what was going on with me. And it would happen every night, you know, not every single night, but enough nights to bother me for up to 10 years. It actually didn't stop happening, and it turned into formal panic attacks at night where I wouldn't be able to sleep for a good two or three hours at a time um, until my son was born. And it affected my schooling, and it affected my mental health. And it affected my ability to make and keep friends. Everybody thought I was odd. We'll put it that way. <laughs> to be nice. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I used to have that experience. And then when I was 16, I started knowing things and hearing voices that is formally known as schizophrenia in the mental health community. Some people don't agree with mental health diagnoses in the spiritual community, and I commend them tremendously for their contribution and their opinion to that because it's helped me greatly. Um, I have been diagnosed with that because, yes, I've been able to hear voices since I was 16 years old, and one of them told me that my grandfather would die from prostate cancer in three weeks. And I remember telling my father that probably about 30 minutes to an hour after I heard it. And he remembered what I said, but he didn't really, you know, consider it to be anything. And 
I mean, he didn't wish that it was at the time. He just, that he had taken it seriously. He just wished that he had known about my abilities at a younger age. Anyway, my grandfather mm-hmm. died three weeks later. Mm-hmm. So those, those yeah. are some experiences. And then and some experiences with having um, time warp happen and having telepathy happen um, where I could hear what somebody thought before they had a chance to say it, and I actually answered them. And then one other example here was, how do I put it? Um, Basically, the guy I was dating at the time was home in bed, and I had a parallel reality moment happen at the same time where he was pulling into the house where I was staying at. And me and probably eight other, yes, me and probably eight other people in the house we were, you know, partying, and they witnessed it with me. I'm not the only one that saw it. And they're looking at me like, what did you do? And I'm like, what do you mean, what did I do? I'm like, I'm just sitting here. And um, the guy said, well, call him and see him, see where he is. So I did. Mm. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm in bed. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) I, I have a plethora of other stories that others will probably um, be interested in hearing it in the future. <laughs> so. Oh, they will. Try. So just, this is very compelling. Oh, this is amazing. Wow. Thank <laughs> you. Really Thank is. you so much. Thank you so much. Have, um, have people returned to you to tell you that they had the experiences that you foresaw? And what was that like for you and for them? Yes, many people have. Um a lot of people in the twin flame journey are stuck in what they call separation, and really it's just a trend that it's just a trend that's gone too mainstream to have a lot of truth mm-hmm. left in it, to be honest. And I try to avoid reading for people that aren't looking for a soulmate or looking to further their career or. Um, going back to school in some way or you know what I'm talking about. So like I I try to shy away from that because although my name on Instagram is Twin Flame Telepathy and it was a name that was given to me, it's kind of outdated in the way that most people consider Twin Flames to be. Twin Flames is so much more of a of a deep spiritual concept than something physical and romantic. So um a lot of people I've worked with with that concept have <laughs> ghosted me completely and didn't want to talk to me anymore. And um, others have, a plethora of others have come up to me, some in person, some over the phone, some call me just to come leave me a voicemail and be like, oh, my God, this happened, or they leave me voice memos or something like that, you know, voice clip, clips and recordings and go leave me up to 10 minutes of voice message sometimes, like, this is what happened because it's too much to type. It's it's fantastic. It's a fabulous feeling, but I also don't ever want that to go to my head because it's not not something that I can do on my own. A higher power is always the reason why I can do what I can do, always. And I always... I agree. I, I always want to give a higher power credit for that because not enough people do. 
<laughs> oh, they don't, believe me. Um, one time I, I told a friend, I said, um, there are times when prayers don't get answered, it's because that we don't match the frequency to that of the higher power. And I, agree I think with I that tweeted that when I read that. I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. I said, I think I tweeted that when I read that. Yes. <laughs> that was one of mine. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That Thank was you. Awesome. you probably... Yes, that's an awesome. You're welcome. Very, very I wasn't, I... Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I wasn't following you at the time, or I would have credited it to you. But anyway, um, yeah, um, I love, love that quote. Like, basically made a quote out of that. That's an, that's an excellent statement, and it's true. I'm yeah. all about vibrational Amen. frequency. <laughs> Amen to that. So <laughs> we got two questions left. <laughs> we are now down yeah. to five yeah. minutes, five and a half minutes, and we got two, uh, two questions. Uh, the first one, the next to last one is, you make your own oracle cards. When will they be available to the public is my question. Yes, I do. Um, they're actually available to the public right now. Uh, the public just has to DM me, and I need their um, shipping info, and I will do the billing, and they can just pay me back through Zelle or Venmo or Cash App, PayPal, any of those billing platforms, and I will send it out to them. Um, oh, amazing. I... Yeah, I use I use a platform that basically just does it 24/7 endlessly. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so please be sure yeah. to follow Sarah here on Facebook. You can also uh, friend request her there. You can also uh, look her, look her up on Instagram under Twin Flame Telepathy, and you can probably find her on Twitter as well under the name Brittany. And I hope that you do enjoy her findings and her gems. They are really amazing. Uh, last but not least. What do you love best about uh, about doing mystical work? It brings me to my higher self, and I'm always able to um, achieve the results that I'm looking for. If I want to move to parallel reality, because there are parallel realities all happening at the same time in the cosmos, I can just light some candles, make some intentions, use some crystals, and, you know, that spell work. Um, It's, you know, it's having someone text me at the the right and perfect time, and I was about to text them, and I really needed to talk to them about something, and even better when they wanted to talk to me about the same thing. So it's and it's, it's it's synchronicity and it's um, numerology because numerology and synchronicity are two subjects that go really hand in hand together and it's just things like that um, it's things like that that I love best about mystical work because that synchronicity and when I um, when I involve my higher self in all of my decisions that I mean that's your outcome right there you know what I mean so. That's what I love best about it. It's personal to me, and it becomes personal to other people, and I really celebrate it when it becomes personal to other people when they step forth and say something about it. Amazing. Wow, this has been quite a show to start me back on to GPR season here on uh, BTR. I'm excited to have had you on. Thank you so much for presenting your story and also presenting your work. I cannot wait to see more of your tidbits. I mean, I follow you on Twitter, I follow, follow you on Instagram, and of course Facebook. I get a kick out of some of your posts. 
and um, <laughs> they're, they're uh, for me that they're they're just pure cake. It's not just the icing on the cake, but they're cake too, because you got so much to say in, in in such a short amount of time, and you just put it out there. So I love people with an axe to grind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we got two minutes left here. Um, if, if you um, if if you got anything you want you want to say about uh, about about the podcast GPR or or anything else that uh, that comes to mind right about now, you, this this is your open floor to do it, girl. This is your chance. All right. I just wanted to say to the collective, whoever listens to this, whoever is meant to listen to this, that whoever is meant to listen to this will find it, and. Um, there's a collective awakening going on, and don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of your role in it. And um, it will bring you to tears, and it will bring you to your knees, and it will completely change everything about you, everything that you thought you knew about yourself. Um, but that's what happens on the individual journey of this collective awakening. No one said it was easy, and most people don't tell you how painful it actually is, but... It's the path to enlightenment. It's the path to heaven. It's the path to that state of mind that you want to be in when you do pass on to this earth. And um, we are building a new earth. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. And this opportunity to be on um, this show with you was is absolutely a tremendous part of that for me and for whoever associates themselves with it in the future and whoever involves themselves with it in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in and, and presenting yourself. This is the Gypsy Poet saying ideal for now, but in the meantime, please check out Sarah on every social media platform, and please check her out on Facebook, TikTok, Patreon, as well as Twitter. And I'm signing off for now. I got to go, guys. It was a blast. So ideal for now. Did you enjoy that? Hi, baby girl.
You rock, you rock, you rock, you rock. You did good, girl. You did. I'm so happy to be your first teacher. I mean, I can just look at you and rock. You're like, holy shit. But, you know, I'm glad that you didn't get into the mystical talk because I knew that people wouldn't understand. But what I guess what I wanted to do was I wanted to get as much in, um, you know, just get as much info in as possible. And I guess what I wanted to do was get to know a little bit more about. what I wanted to do was engage the public about you. Is what I really wanted to do. Yeah, and I'm glad that I got a chance to do that. <laughs> yes, and so. They automatically assumed, yeah. Um, there's a, there is a there is a surge of energy 
that's been in my uh, that's that's kind of that's uh, I don't know how to explain it. That's been flowing my way. That I that, that I I that I, like, that I like understanding that's happening, and I'm wondering, and I'm asking myself why why is it happening now? Okay, is it because it's the Sagittarius uh, time period? But if, um, the first one of the first things that happened was I got this new job. Okay, as you obviously know, and the other thing. Okay, and the other thing that's been happening is. Um, my twin has been in, used to. He was very rude and he was very mean, but now, but now he's 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 in complete silence. And I think that the silence contributes to my spiritual son Moses. Okay, and I want I wanted to I, I wanted to ask what what finally drove him to that type of silence. Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What does what what did he what did he see that made Moses correct in his mind? Like like, fuck. I had to take apart my girl. I had to take apart my mic because my 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 ear but my earbud cord was stuck in it. <laughs> so I'm fixing my mic while I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. I'm. I had technical problems throughout the show and nobody noticed. So I'm gonna stay very quiet right now. <laughs> I'm very smooth, girl. Honey, I've been doing I've been doing this close to 15 years. You're very good at it. Am I? Mm. Uh, since elementary school. So 
didn't yeah. know what, uh, what I, I, the way that I thought she meant it was it was it was the tone that she said. She goes, "Don't flip the shit." No, flip shit. I know what flip shit means, but flip the shit means you know don't turn it around on me. Because I'm trying to yeah. find, I'm trying to find the definition of that word. Anyway, so I, but what basically did was I kind of turned it around on her so she can see something. And all my my friends were laughing at this conversation. And they told me, Sophia, don't you realize we support her with a, with a whore back in high school? What you did was you highlighted the part, you highlighted a part that you, you showed her what she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then she was telling me lately. Yeah, because then she says, you know, Sophia, you can have him, and it was like she was laughing at me, you know, as, as if she was assuming I was still a virgin, right? And then I turned around and I said, well, at least he respects me, and that's, yeah, and I and, and that's when she and, and she goes for the record, he thinks you're a crazy ass, and then she blocked me, but I confronted him, and and I I think he did tell her he thought I was nuts, but not in a bad way, you know what I mean? But now, I have a feeling he 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 broke up with her. Yeah, yeah. He did. It's an on and off kind of turn. It's a relationship. I thought that you would. I thought that it was like Mother's Day. Another Mother's Day. Oh no! This was another guy. No, this was another guy. This was an, uh, another friend of mine. No, no, no. I I knew I I knew that Chris would not reach out by Mother's Day. But you know what happened by Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. Moses visited him. Okay, so I was very nice. Yeah, he did visit him, and, and what Moses did was he opened his eyes. Chris? 
he didn't report me.
I do. Every bit of it. And I even have the evidence of, of, of the time that she that, that stupid bitch apologized for not being able to have sex with him after she had the kid.
What was it again?